You're listening to RLCF Retrospective. This episode starts off a series we'll do of interviews with residents from the 2021 North Louisiana Virtual Residency. The release of these episodes coincides with a two-month exhibition of the works they completed from the residency. Produced in partnership with the North Central Louisiana Arts Council, RLCF is proud to have been able to provide an opportunity for artists to engage and collaborate with each other to produce new artworks. You can find more information about the residency and view the exhibition at nicklackgallery.org from February 1st through March 26th, 2022. In today's episode, Nicklack Executive Director Madeline Merrick talks with Kanari Soraya and Sangram Mukhopadhyaya. Kanari is an artist in England and Sangram is a performer and dancer in Calcutta, India. Uh, okay, so I am Sangram Mukhopadhyaya. Um, I think it's nice that if I explain the name of the meaning of my name, it means revolution, it means fighting, a battle. So, I, uh, so why I say this is because I think the whole my whole practice is is beyond um, how to put it. It's not about like sticking into form the genre. So it's like an infighting that always happens. I'm around dancers, I'm around performers, um, with their own discipline, with their own, with their own practice, um, which are based on structured education and, uh, and education and vocational training. And here I am, just moving as I please and then finding myself and fitting myself in wherever I find, uh, I, I feel relevant. Uh, last year during the pandemic, um, there were a few phrases that I had put together. I think this defines me the best. I, I want to put that forward. I think that it I mean, put myself far more clearly. Uh, I say I use whacking as a quality and as performance. I imagine stage. I think of text like performances. I want to be a performer. I am a bilingual thinker and I'm a very curious mover. So, whacking, again, it gives this whole idea of okay, in, in, in the sense that what my movement weight is, uh, and whacking has a, has a lot to do with arms, and also very influenced by the traditional and the classical Indian dances. So, in my dance, you find a lot of arms, gestures, and, and though I, I profess through the body, but I think that spoken text power, empowers me far more. And I always my, I think my whole process is about linking thought and action. That's what I'm always constantly fighting for and fighting to do. Formal introduction reasons. My name is Kaneri Sareya. And because Sangram also said the meaning of his name, I think I should. Um, so my name means music. Although sound is one aspect that I have never worked with. So let's hope that something within sound comes from our practices or collaboration. Let's see. Um, so I'm going to refrain from putting myself in a box and calling myself like a particular sort of artist, like a sculptural artist. All those sculptures, what I mainly work with, but I would refrain because I feel like I'm constantly expanding and exploring and also creating uh, new mediums through sculpture. So the collaboration for me is very interesting because 
both of our practices will come together and then become a whole new thing. Um, so concrete structure and architecture definitely inspires me. There's something about like the permanence of concrete as well as the temporality of it because time gets to everything. So the evidence of time on objects, structures and memory is what I'm interested in. Somehow like these architectural structures or like these memories become silent witnesses to what once was. So that's something I try and explore within my practice. And, you know, like I said, I'm constantly revisiting the shapes that these concepts take in my work. I have employed these concepts in so many forms, sculptural forms, when I had the studio and when I had the space to create them. But then ever since graduating and since the pandemic, I'm mostly, you know, working from my laptop. So that doesn't mean creativity has stopped or ambitious projects have stopped. It just means that I'm now creating and sculpting in 3D on my laptop in a game format. So um, one of my recent mm -hmm. projects is set in the Parliament Square in London that turns the sculptures of uh, Winston Churchill and Mahatma Gandhi into chess pieces. Uh, so the square in itself becomes a chessboard where the dramatic spectacle of the British Empire unfolds. Um, so the fact that this work can be accessible to anyone with a desktop and a browser, especially within the context of the pandemic, is something that I find very interesting. And also, like I said earlier, sculpting in the digital form becomes a whole new medium to work with. Um, so yeah, I'm constantly exploring. Uh, the invisible sort of forces of my life guide my work as well. So. My grandfather, who's seen the final days of the British Empire and the celebration of independence to the post-colonial effects of it today. Uh, something I remembered from a conversation we had one day, and I've told Sangram about this as well just yesterday, that my grandfather said he remembers the nationalism and the feeling of patriotism on the first day of independence. But he also remembers how it started to fade the same day when they realized that they weren't independent of the struggles of emancipation and the mind was still colonized by the British way of conditioning. So my work sort of brings in a lot of these conversations that I've had with him and my personal experiences growing up in Bombay and then living in London for a while. So I've seen the differences in storytelling that is history. I've seen that it's so conveniently adjusted to protect white fragility. Uh, so yeah. I'm looking forward to what this new medium between the two of us can bring. So kind of going from that, just why did you pair up? What were the connections? Was it medium based? Was it idea based? All of that? Um, was it? Uh, the, the first day that we ever met up for the weekly huddle, I remember some conversations started and I remember Sangram and I just sort of bounced off of each other. Some it was something related to our own country, something related to India, he mentioned something. And I remember just having that bounce off of him. And I just knew that, you know, this is the guy that I can actually bounce off of in a conversation and learn new things from, even though we don't like agree on the same thing, but there's always something new to learn. And, um, and likewise, because later when we, decided to pair up, we both realized that it was that first very conversation that we had because we were put into the same breakout room and we were talking 
and we just realized the first conversation actually did not really remain static that showed up again when we were in the breakout room and it is every huddle there was some things we were picking up from each other and probably i feel that we would in the sense that uh, the two of us when we are engaging in the larger conversation i for one really like how kimberly's disposition is when it comes to that because in the larger conversation she's not she's neither holding on to it she's neither taking charge but at the same time contributing and i believe like that that's the greatest quality to have in a partner when you're working with something over such a medium and to know that the person will definitely not agree with you all the time but also give you that space to understand and realize and celebrate and also find reasoning and meaning within your own practice and then also be accommodative i think that for me was such an important criteria even before i knew that you were pairing up and i was like no, this, this definitely can work because we're just vibing up like and we keep saying this like we vibe off each other we're just bouncing yeah. off ideas and also the energy that we share is crazy and i think that will lead us to something and i think also the fact that both of us come from the same country both of us have had the same experiences but have different ways to look at it so my experiences have taught me to look at things in a certain perspective so even when we were talking we were talking about the same thing but had contrasting ideas not in the sense that one person was wrong but in the sense that oh this is the this is a new way to look at this and yeah so in terms of context i think both of us have similar but very contrasting thoughts and opinions and mm. uh, in terms of like the medium that we work with i really don't know how what i do fits in with performance and that just makes it 10 times more interesting because i've never worked with that before i've never i'm new to this whole process so the fact that both of us are so opposites in the way that we work we sort of come together and it makes sense it's a challenge in the best way possible and it's strangely where both of us also connect in the id do our practices are super different and so parallel in that sense but uh, this the whole amusement of the fact that you know how can we find this temporary yet this permanent and concrete and this new it's about movement and text and somehow they don't exist independently for us and how we find you know these ideas and these philosophies kind of circumventing each, within each other and then sometimes now that i feel that yes when i'm speaking to her and when we are discussing ideas and like oh this is how we could have, i could have thought of and probably that that didn't strike me and that uh, i think the, i we are already feeling the benefit of pairing up knowing our mediums to be different i think we had we done the same thing had our practices been far more similar so going to the fact that you know we kind of the kind of have the same biography and this is your geopolitical context but though we share that but our practices are so different it makes us want to introspect our own ideas as well our own biographies and kind of it's making us look inward and making us also interrogate as to what we really think is dominant and what is fascinating so that is a very good thing which just keeps getting better with every conversation and something that i had mentioned i think one conversation that sangram and i had was how um performance is very time based 
and sculpture is very space-based. And in a weird way, when both of our practices come together, it engages with time and space at the same time. So it's very interesting for me to see how, how that takes shape. Yeah, that's, yeah. I mean, that's like really the 3D with this virtual component. I mean, you're, you're rounding out all, you know, all the dimensions. So that is really neat. Do you see your collaboration as like kind of the necessary step in your making process? Like you were bound to get here or, um, you know, in a past piece, you kind of had this feeling of maybe I would take it this way, but I just don't know how to get there. Um, or is this like, I would have never thought of this unless we joined up. I think for me, it's a bit of both. Like I'm obviously going to get parts of my practice into this conversation, into this collaboration. But at the same time, there's something that's just so new to me that is a huge challenge. So something that we've said all this while is that the conversation for us is more important than deciding what the final piece is gonna look like at this point. So every time we've spoken, we've only just bounced off of ideas and talked about concepts and things that we've been through. And um, so, yeah, so it's a whole like new perspective to listen to for me. So in terms of what it looks like, I don't know. But in terms of like where this conversation is going to take us, it's definitely like new to me. I am thinking along those ideas on that tangent, but there's a lot that, you know, Sangram also brings to the table that I wasn't aware of before. So like def definitely this collaboration is one of a kind. I think for me also it's a bit of both because um, when we start discussing, I mean, I don't, firstly, I've never been paired up in an academy before, so I don't know how it works when you work with a partner. But here it's very interesting the ground rules were already made for us in the sense both of us somehow knew that we are not decided discussing the final product itself. We, and we both of us, once we looked into each other's practices and we were discussing and talking about, you know, basic ideas or philosophies that we have about our art practices, we kind of agree on the fact that how the process is so important. Sometimes the process outdoes the product itself. And for us, it's so important to find those nitty-gritties, to find the fine to get those fine-tuning in place we ever come to a platter and decide okay, what we're going to have on plate. So now it's like we're spending for ingredients, we're looking at everything that is possible. I do. Uh, we I mean, the other day we were just joking and saying that, you know, how if we decide on something right away, it would be so different from what we decide two months from now because we just keep all our options open. Like, even though knowing that Kinnery has a certain background and I do, but the sheer fact that we are going to push ourselves and not limit based on what we previously done. It's just gonna we just might end up doing things that we've not done also. So the whole possibility of and the whole logic of doing anything that is going to come to us, which is going to make sense, which is going to be uh, relevant to our practices and yet challenging. I think that is probably the very uh, important part. So yeah, 3D physical performance, like sculpture, painting, I mean, I don't know where it can go to, but 
or a bit of everything or not not anything at all i mean <laughs> the possibilities for us i think this is endless in that sense <laughs> and it's also i think the fact that the conversations like you know sangram said it are so unique to us we know that this collaboration is going to just be unique to us because it comes from those conversations you can't replace that you can't have that with really anybody else and especially because you have the, i mean it was like i think the hadith in that sense played a very important role because before we paired up we i mean somehow we know where we pause and where we contribute so once we were paired up it was so easy to engage with each other because now we actually know where to fill in where to you know pause and listen where to understand where to interrogate where to propagate i mean those things really help us and i think which is why the whole limitless concept comes in i mean it's not in like the fanciful way of oh we are capable of doing everything it's not that kind of a sense it's more like uh, oh you know we can do this and this oh what what about combining these two or maybe a different combination of something else and that i think is keeping us on our toes and i mean assigning each other a little bit of homework getting back to the homework talking about what we've done with our assignment i mean we we are taking this quite differently i think and it's not just about you know colliding two practices it's also about allowing two practices to fit in and see what happens it doesn't necessarily have to compound into something but just seeing that synthesis happening so so are you you did you say you're kind of setting assignments for each other is that what you said like you're setting up things that you both have to respond to Yes, yes. So it's like asking each other to read up articles, watching movies, reading up on personalities, uh, looking at paintings, looking at sculpture. So it's it's all of a varied range, and it's it's fun because it's, it's some you because we both decide on the assignment together. It's not like a it's not a week turn that you know Kinari does it and then I ask her. It's like we both keep discussing, and if it's too compelling as an idea, and we're like, okay. Let's just go back to it. Let's revisit it. Let's look at it completely differently, and let's talk. So, I think that is something which we are having fun. Yeah, we have a shared doc as well, where we just like copy paste interesting things that we find <laughs> elsewhere, and then we can just revisit them as we go. But I think it's not more like a thing that we have to assign to each other. It's more like, well, I've watched this movie. I feel like this fit. So I think you should watch it as well. It's one of those. Yeah, that's really nice. It's like, um, yeah, I mean, exactly how I feel like a partnership should work—that it's not forced or it doesn't take work because it's kind of, you know. Yeah. And I feel like I think some might have said this even in the first um, meeting we had that you know you have friends and you. like your friends and you have family and you're close to them but in a art sense or a professional you know your your art making it's not always that your friends get what you're doing artistically so finding someone who you know feels like a friend but then also totally gets you know where you are on a art sense is like wow that's such a unique i mean that's such a like awesome thing so 
if you want to talk more just about Canary just being in a school setting and now not a school setting or um, you know just what does that structure look like what is it like to be making art right now um I think it's definitely challenging because like I said like I used to do sculpture quite a lot and I don't have the resources to do that anymore because I don't have the space I'm moving around quite a lot and it's just I, I live at home so I can't do like big sculptures like my parents would not let me so um so yeah, that, that structure definitely has changed. And obviously there's no obligation to make work anymore. It's more that I have to wake up every day and push myself to do that. I don't have a deadline. I have to set my own. But I particularly haven't struggled with that because I am that kind of person. Like I'll wake up, make a to-do list and I'll just get on with it. But I think like definitely with the residency, it makes it a lot easier because there's no way that I would have known Sangram to exist before this. And I was no way I would have even thought like by myself to push myself outside of my comfort zone and collaborate with someone who I would never naturally organically collaborate with. Like it doesn't fit, but that's the best part about it. I like this whole the whole idea of how the residency got us together because like exactly echoing what Kinnery said I would have never considered you know performance because to be something I mean when we discuss things and even the slightest of ideas of looking at shape and form and then the ephemeral part of it and then how permanent class and all of these discussions I would have never considered these ideas had we not I mean at this stage if I not seen Kinnery especially with to someone around us and um, what the residencies always also allowed us to do is that you know individually with the with these difficult times you can like you know said it's not a compulsion but you want to create your artistic artistic drive that makes you want to do things and no matter what medium it how big or small the scale and with both of us i think the other connection is that we we tend to respond to what is happening here so even while we were discussing the project itself, a few ideas that are also in the pipeline also we would want to discuss are things that Kinnery picked up right after she landed in Bombay. And right from what she saw, she gave me a prompt and that's something that pushed me to see inward towards the community that I come from. So it's not like, oh, these are the uh, pillars of my practice which I am now bringing forward and discussing. It's also about looking around and being present and being conscious about the changes and the, in the geopolitical scenario and also responding to that and seeing how your practice is of relevance. So in that sense, uh, it's nice that the, the residency facilitated to people who think that the, in order for art to be relevant, they must in, in that sense you know, engage with people who are also looking at art in that sense in, in, in a way to respond. I mean, these are hard times for everybody, especially for artists, and, and it's so necessary to find those outlets. And, and I think the residency is one of them. For sure, yeah. It, it is hard to connect, and it's hard to push yourself, and it's hard to like keep going when things are like, ooh, when you're just like trying to meet your basic needs. It's hard to then think in a creative sense and um, still motivate your practice and all that. So I totally get that.
Um, and, and I'm, yeah, I'm glad that the residency is created a structure. I think in terms of the residency, I don't have much to complain about. I think it was, it was great to meet once every week and get that conversation rolling. Um, we did also meet a couple of times to talk about our own uh, projects and portfolios to see like how uh, to collaborate and who to collaborate with really. So that was, that was good. But in terms of the project, I think I can say that I am just like interested to see where this goes. And like, we're not thinking in terms of like, what is this gonna look like at all? Like, like I said earlier, I think something that I've like constantly been saying to Sangram as well, like, let's just keep talking. It's gonna come one day, <laughs> it's gonna come. So I think that's yeah. the point. Like, we're just gonna keep talking until we find that thing that we can, I think materialize or bring into physicality in one way or the other. That's something that I'm looking forward to. I think we've got six months. We've got a lot to talk about. <laughs> Does that feel natural? Is that kind of how you approach a work, like separately? Um, is it, yeah, I mean, or is it like, ooh, this is a nice break because I'm usually more um, regimented and I have, you know, a goal at the end always. And so this is a nice break from always knowing where I'm heading or is it like, yeah, this feels about right. I usually kind of start with the ideas and get to the product at the end. Um, I consider myself a little lucky because I just somehow stumble across my ideas because like I mentioned earlier that I'm interested in concrete structures and architectural structures. So, these are only around me when I'm walking on the street or like traveling somewhere. So a lot of times I am just walking down the street and I find something interesting and I ask someone about it or like Google about it. And then boom, that's my story. Like there's a lot to research from a particular building or a particular style or a symbol or just something that I find interesting. Like I know that when I'm attracted to some, something that there's a story there and there's always a story there. So the point for me is to just find it and then construct my own narrative around it. So a lot of times I don't, like when I sit down and I think like I need to think of a work or to think like of a research idea, it's never gonna come. So for me going on an ideas walk or like just going to a place I've never visited before or a street I've never gone down before is more interesting than like, well, what's my idea going to be now? Or like I'm reading a book and there's something interesting and it reminds me of something I've seen before and something I've experienced before and it just fits. Like, I don't think I can explain creativity because it just, it just happens. For me, I think, uh, and till now that's been the case, but I, I think somehow I believe that everything that I'm going to come across and everything that I had is somehow some way or the other connected. So for me, it's always about when I'm moving from one project, one process, one thought, one idea, one conglomerated product, whatever be it, I always believe that it's, it's always leading me to something. I mean, yes, there is an end product to let's say production of dance scene or choreography or something. But I, I just don't see that choreography just dying out there. I mean, 
it, 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 it creates an output of visual uh, performance for a lot of people and also, also for me when I am enacting it or I am embodying it or when I'm creating it and I'm watching it. But I also believe those that's also in upflow. I mean, that's also leading to something. For me, it never dies out, like just with the end of it. I know a lot of people believe that, you know, pieces are supposed to be in solidarity and in, in, in isolation from each other. But for me, I don't know, it never works that way. I always believe whatever I've done last is going to take me to something else. And that just keeps happening to me. So for me, I think the problem is the other way around. It's like, when I find too many connections with what I have to do for it. So then I'm like branching out into like, okay, this is this is what I can do. Okay, there is this person, or this person must have a spin-off for this poem, or this idea of how this score was created must be looked at. So it's like 10 different things coming out of that one project, which necessarily doesn't be, I mean, on the outset of it wasn't looking like that. So I think for me, it's also about looking at movement not in just the aesthetic of it but also as how is, does it, is it relevant and viable for everybody around me and then comes the whole narrative of what is my truth and how am I positioned in society where does my biography how does my geography my history my politics intersect with it and, and then I mean, these layering just keeps pulling me in different directions and I just feel that I'm just responding to it very organically and I'm so grateful and thankful that everywhere that I land up in I probably find that space that I'm allowed to occupy that space where these voices invariably crop up not all maybe some but sometimes even just one issue of, of not really issue the way we think of issue but like an idea but it definitely manifests itself so yeah it's never like a regimented way of, I mean, move, people who practice dance and people who believe dance as the body to be the vocabulary have their own regimentation in terms of the body. But I think that is not the end goal of it after all. Also, how your body is responding, how your body is, I mean, the pandemic has been very severe with the body in that sense. Also, your mental health, which also manifested in your physicality. And I think those things should not be discussed. So, and how movement was perceived at one age is not the same as, as I am now. And I think it is changing. So that variable is also working for me. So that, I think there's a lot of factors which are going. So it's not really like, um, okay, this is my regime. However, it is, uh, all that, I think it, it goes a little beyond that. It's all about the mind and the body and how these two are, are not at logarithms, but also working together towards something. I like that. I like the evolution of it. That it's yeah. I never thought about like your movement changes as you change and as you grow and as you get old. Like that's really. I never. I don't know. It's so like yeah. I should have thought of that. But um, a lot of the artists have talked about you know taking this project, bringing it back to their communities, or sharing it in some way. Um, you both have mentioned that you connected because of kind of a shared location or just a shared um you know experiences and in, in where you um, grew up or relate to so is there any feeling of with this project you know it needs to then be brought 
back to your individual communities or is it more of a interest in let's share you know this international uh, audience needs to kind of hear our voices and that's where the project's going i think as much as i like catering to the international audience because there is a certain ignorance to voices like ours in in the general community but there is something about catering to our own community as well because I think we don't notice it but there is a level of ignorance in our own community about these things that we're talking about so something that Sangram and I have both touched upon is nationalism colonialism politics and these are things that people intentionally turn a blind eye to because they want to move on with their lives or whatever the reason be. But I think our community needs to hear it as well that these things exist and these things happen as much as the outside community needs to know about what these things are in the first place. Because there's no way you're going to understand a concept when you don't know anything about it. So I think for me, the first step is to introduce the concept and then let the understanding flow as, as it goes. So yeah, I think like with what we will try to create, I wanna have that accessibility aspect as well. Or regardless, I think I wanna bring it back to my community, but because I don't live in India, it'll be interesting like how we do that. Mm. Picking up from what Kimberly says, you know, uh, I think with us, with though like there is this shared sense of history in that way, the, the whole idea of how Kimberly is placed and how I am placed, and, and now that we come together, and so the, the whole question is which audience is national and which is international, which is other that whole definition then changes. And I mean, then you start believing that whatever you make or create will never have a target audience in that sense. It, it will be something for the masses and something that whoever comes across must find in that sense a connect uh, a thread line an idea in that. And I think one very critical thing what Kimberly says is this whole idea of accessibility. I think um, the topic that we touch upon, like nationalism as she said, and colonialism and in the effects of it, and it's not about. Um, it, I, I always hear that you know how uh, there are we, we try and segregate or polarize artworks into something political and political. Because I feel that you know some, whatever we do is is probably an act of politics. It, it is reflective of your stance. It is reflective of what you believe in, what you do, right from the material you use, from the language you use, and everything in that. So. In our work, I think one thing is very critical to us is that we are, in, I mean, unabashedly we are going to be ourselves. And that must reflect in our, in our work. And that will kind of, in, if it's in, it's in the most, let's say, uh, in the most audit form, if it's in the form that we believe it should be, I think it will just cater to a lot of people, uh, be it national, international, local, community-based. I, mean, I think it will go, it should 
rich people and it's and the whole segregation based on geography will not happen in that sense for us because we don't right right from the form to the target we don't look at it like that currently Yeah, I think for the for for me, the point is to speak the conversation, and then whoever hears it can take something out of it. Yeah. yeah. It's not like designing the conversation based on the audience. Or yeah. Yeah. No, you're you're. I I like that approach because it's like instead of teaching an audience, it's. Um, just opening a door and then it's up to the audience to like, whoa, what is this? Like, I need to research more. I need to educate myself. And um, if you make it too didactic and like, you know, water it down for you to, to make it pleasant, then are you really accomplishing what you're trying to accomplish? And um, yeah, I think it is interesting to be, you know, physically in another space, but then um, it seems like Canary, a lot of your influences are still um, back in India. So then it's like, yeah, where, you know, what is, you know, the audience then if it's, you know, who are you speaking to? But I, I don't, I don't, I think what Sangram says is like the audience is who engages the art and that becomes, you know, your target audience is who's presenting themselves to show up and watch it or look at it or whatever. So um, I think that's really, really important too. Um, okay. I think like, I'm just gonna say that this didn't surprise me. The fact that Sangram and I decided to pair up, that didn't surprise me. <laughs> Well, then it was meant to be, so that's good. Is there any, some of the artists are planning, you know, trips and stuff like that. Do you see that the project ever needs to be in physical space or is there any thought of like, you know, at some point, this whole thing needs to go offline or is it fine, you know, the connection just being all virtual? I think for me, for the sake of the process, I don't think we need to meet because this is not like, it's not gonna be organic. I want things to like flow between the two of us. And obviously like the fact that I have to travel all the way to him or like he has to come down. And obviously at the peak of the pandemic because India is really like, facing a bad surge again so I don't think it is in those terms possible and for the second part I don't want it to happen because this is how we met and this is how our um, outcome is going to be so I would rather want the process to be as organic as possible but I think in the future if we ever land up in the same place then then yeah of course but I have a feeling, you know, Kinari, in the future, if we, if we land up in the same space, we'll end up doing everything but the project, you know. We'll be yeah. like, oh, how, look how much time we spent doing this and that. Because 
with with the residency was one beautiful thing happened because it's online i think it's like we are accessible to each other not like how a, a physical residency would be like being on the phone texting each other finding articles and each other knowing that the other person is on the other side to you know help you through guide you through respond to you cut you through i mean everything all those possibilities exist and there is i mean had it been a physical space i, I mean that like how can we say the whole momentum of getting into it and you know formulating a conversation or bringing things to a con- i think that would be far more unexciting for me this is far more you know fun in that sense because we just know that everything and anything i mean my everyday experience can come into the conversation and so continue and there is no limit to it because of that i think fun how it's playing out now and what's more interesting about our conversations is that if i'm out in the day and i've seen something i will tell sangram about it and then you know sangram will also tell me about like his experiences so like that wouldn't be possible if we were in the same place yeah so that duality is is nice that's really nice yeah i've i've definitely you know but on a residency you're together in physical space for you know a, a week a month or whatever and then because it started with a physical back to forth you know conversations and there it never made its way online and so our connections now online are really limited and just you know every once in a while we'll send a picture um you know we could always amp it up more but um since it never had that root in let me send you this let me show you this let me share um we never like transition from in person to online so it yeah like you're saying the ease and accessibility and the just routine of sending stuff like who knows if it would have made its way there if you started in per- yeah in person so I think y'all are I think it's daring and very um like hard for a lot of artists to do it the way you're doing it but I'm really excited to see what comes of it when you just um you know kind of relax and just like we'll see where it goes I think so many people are very like no I have to know and I have to spell it out and make parameter you know some of our other artists are you know making these rules and logic and this will lead to that you know and if that's the way they work that's great but it's refreshing to see the other side of that which is we're going to see where it goes and if we make an in destination it will you know obscure what we're trying to do and so um it's so cool to just see every group doing it in a different way and it's nice too that you're both like on it together and it's like yeah we're both just riding this out <laughs> seeing where it ends yeah so whatever you picked up in each other's personalities that would allow for that like you guys are both really good judges of character because um <laughs> it's hard to know like what you need or what is going to be good for you or like what's going to you know complement you at the moment so um i think if i had to pick a partner it would have been hard to know 
what what's gonna you know mesh well with where I am I did that one <laughs> I wonder if one of us was worked up about the thing and one of us was super chill like I I I wonder how that how would that be in it like one of us was super like better talking and be like how is this happening how is that happening and one of us like are hey, no problem let's just go with it let's just ride with it I'm sure that would be a crazy man <laughs> I don't like to be controlling with my ideas at all like I'm like I'm not trying to fence my ideas up just let it go like I've always trusted the process it will just come and i i think one thing which works beautifully for both of us is, and i am taking a liberty and saying it and they have clearly also like i i think we don't take our ideas very seriously we pitch it and it's there it's very vulnerable ideas in that it's not like our life depends on it and if what if the other person doesn't accept it and everything that we've done and everything that we believe will fall into pieces that's not the case with us i mean even the biggest of things that we believe in is out there and you're like yeah what do you think and if the other person is like no it's not really that way and this is the other because we know that it's not the question is not about being right or wrong it's about just having being on the very different sides of the spectrum and just seeing where we can converge and come together i think that basic invisible rule is working for us so well that you know that's why you're seeing us chilling and smiling and laughing and discussing things <laughs> really there's no pressure there <laughs> That's, that's I mean that's yeah that's amazing like that's a a goal you know just to be able to um without any pressure like you said or um you know because of course we all take art making seriously but do you have to make the process so serious I don't think so I think yeah it ruins some of you know what you're trying to get at if um you know of course you're, you y'all are dedicated you're sending all these things back and forth but does it have to be hard and you know forced and we're coming to this really regimented i don't i don't think so so i like that there's um a playfulness and a you know openness it's really it's really refreshing so I'm so glad. Yeah, I think it's just that like to not be rigid with the idea that you're putting forth and also allowing for that other person to play with that idea add to that conversation change something. Like I don't think it needs to be so yeah. fixed fixated in a certain idea I think. But yeah. You might see us like slapping around on the last week just stressing out, but <laughs> right now there's no pressure. <laughs> Yeah, right now there's no pressure at all. <laughs> thank you. Well, thank you guys and have a good one. See ya. Bye. Bye. Visit nicklackgallery.org. That's n c l a c gallery.org to view the 2021 North Louisiana Virtual Residency Exhibition on display from February 1st through March 26th, 2022. There you will be able to see Sangram and Canary's project along with the works from the other residents. The RLCF Retrospective Podcast is a project of the Ross Lynn Charitable Foundation and is produced in downtown Ruston, Louisiana. The background music is by Ross Lynn himself.
To learn more about the Rosslynn Foundation and how to support our work, you can visit us online at www.rosslynnfoundation.org or find us on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you for listening to RLCF Retrospective. Be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss any future episodes. See you next time.